And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I am so happy you're here. Jane Bacher is with us right now, but I'm so thrilled to have you here. I have talked about your company, Anya, on my social media before, and I've just been just so excited to have you on the podcast to get more into it because I am such a firm believer in talking about postpartum care and knowing a little bit of your backstory from just reading it, but not hearing your personal story from one-on-one like this, I'm very excited. Um, I'm also a super fan of Frida Pinto, who is uh, your chief impact officer. So we'll get into that. But Jane, welcome to Emotional Support. I'm so happy to have a fellow mom here right now, coming all the way from New York City. This is going to be just really fun and I'm just thrilled for everyone to hear your story and how Anya has truly, truly, truly no bullshit at all. I know has helped me so much with your your vitamins and with the nipple cream and we'll get all into that, Mm. but I'm just such Mm. a super fan. What's the story? How did Anya become? How did you become Anya? What is the name Anya? Please like just fill us in with everything. Okay, I want to tell you all of the things. But first, Alessandra, it's so, thank you. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. This is so much fun. Truly, highlight of my week to start on Monday. This is like, this is the best uh, instead of, you know, locked in front of my computer. But truly, I'm so grateful for you. It's so, it means the world to hear. And we've, you know, we've been along for your journey. And that's been so much fun to follow along. And just to hear from you that you've really, enjoyed the products that they've benefited you that is literally all you know that's all we need that's that's why we're doing this so just just thank you so much and um and I'm a big fan of podcasts and of you just just starting these conversations that are so 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 important and so necessary so just just thank you Um, so so it's so necessary because I think that as I was going through the like the you know prenatal part of it all and as I was doing my pregnancy journey there was so much information about pregnancy and, you know, how to go on with your life when you're pregnant and the emotions and all this stuff. But then the aftercare, I think, was the most shocking moment for me going into the doctor after six weeks and them just being like, you're good. Have a great life. And me being like, what? Excuse me? There's what? You know? So- there is, you're just touching on so many things. There is just such a massive gap in this country around postnatal care. And Mm -hmm. that is exactly how I fell into this. Just like so many incredible women like yourself doing amazing things to start up conversations, to offer solutions. I went through, you know, I got pregnant for the first time. I did all, I live in New York city. I had everybody at my fingertips. Right. right? And, And I experienced exactly what you're talking about, which is so much support through pregnancy yeah, and so much focus on my body, what was, what I was putting into it and on it and the how do's and don'ts. this developing. <laughs> yes. The do's and don'ts, which are just, uh, that's a whole other conversation, but like, <laughs> you know, preparing so much preparation for the birth. Right. And there was literally no conversation about what came after. Right. Nobody was talking to me about what to expect. Nobody was telling me like, actually, that's when the hard part starts. Actually, if you're going to prepare for anything, it should be after the baby comes, when you right. get home and you're sitting there with this precious little life in your hands and you're like, 
you're bleeding and you're leaking and your yeah. hair's falling out and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is right. going on? Totally. And why, why were we so focused on every week to week and the size of the baby and what's happening? You know, it's like, there is just, it's a really, it's a, it's a cultural and societal problem. Right. And so what really without, I could, I could go on and on about, about my journey, but what really ignited my passion for this and, and was a catalyst for me saying like, okay, I actually need to, I need to start a business and I need to offer more of what I've to be helpful to more women Right, was learning that this is a U.S. problem that mm. outside of this country, there is such a different focus on a woman in postpartum. There, there's a tremendous focus on supporting her healing and her recovering, really enforcing that period of rest as opposed to our culture, which is like, get back to work, get back to the right. gym, look beautiful, lose right. your weight, all the things, right? And and finding that there is so much support, not only there's, there's of course, there's, there's governmental policies and healthcare, but what was really fascinating to me were these cultural traditions that yeah. were prevalent in almost every other part of the world. And it was kind of spurred by my sister-in-law, who's Chinese, and really brought her brought Chinese medicine to her postpartum preparation. Wow. So that was kind of my first lens into Your intro that world. To it, and of course. It was my intro. And I watched her and and this is really interesting. I had a conversation the other day with a um with a birth uh, educator and and lactation consultant and she was saying, Oh no, I have so many families that come from Asia and there's a different prioritization even from like financially. Like right. it's their prior they know that they need to allocate like $5,000 to what like the equivalent of a postpartum doula, somebody to come into your home and right. to care for you. And again, I know that sounds like a ton of money and that's not possible for so many people, but she was even saying, I see this all the time. And this was a similar case to my sister-in-law. This isn't a family with disposable income. This mm -mm. was very much planned for like children's college, you know? Right. So it right. just shows right. you like, right. there's such a different prioritization. Um, so anyway, so so it really what really spurred and inspired a lot of the ingredients that we use with Anya and a lot of the our formulations was were these incredible foods and herbs and this focus on nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, I was I have a background in nutrition and I'm a certified nutritional consultant, and so that was was also my passion and interest. And it's always been kind of my mo to heal with food. Okay, if I if I'm feeling like crap, it's probably I can fix it, right? right. I can do something about it, and and finding these ingredients and these foods and recipes that were really designed to nourish mm. a woman, help support her healing and recovery after birth. Um, that's really when I sort of learned, I was like, wait, so we actually don't need to just sort of suck it up and deal with it. And right. we don't need to just feel like crap and pretend that it's all easy and, um, and kind of put a smile on our faces. Uh, and so so it was a, a long journey for me, um, kind of leaving a, a prior career that I loved, but knew that I just couldn't give all of myself to and finding this passion and starting to work with women. I started, um, I was a, a Pilates instructor and a nutritional consultant. So wow. I'm working with a lot of new moms, seeing this pattern over and over, started hosting like small cooking classes and yeah. gifting, making recipes in my home and gifting care packages to moms. And so that was kind of the the early days of Anya, but it was really, it was really just seeing so many women like me over and over yeah. kind of struggling through this after just like what you said, like kind of 
not that pregnancy is easy because it's not. And for some women, that's not. really challenging. Right, right. But you have resources. You have answers. You know, it's like you have, you a do- you have doctors, you, you have midwives, you have doulas, you have friends, you have mothers, you yes. have aunts. Like yes. there's so much. It, it's interesting, you know, that I have so many questions and so many thoughts behind this. But I just got back from from um, from the desert, from Palm Springs. And I had brought my, my, my now not new baby, but new baby, three months, still, still newish, yeah. you know, I'm still going to say she's new. Um, but the, the wonderful, there was a wonderful woman that was, that was, um, our waitress and she was so amazing. And she said, oh, I'm so excited that, um, my daughter is having a baby. I was like, what is the one thing that I can tell her that we that I would recommend, Mm. you know? And in that moment, I was so overwhelmed and I was like, okay, like, you know, uh, I was trying to think of all the things because I think of all the things when you're pregnant, right? Because that's all that you've been ingrained in your mind over and over and over. You go to the doctor every, you know, week or a couple weeks or a midwife and you do the checkups and they say, don't do this, Mm -hmm. don't do that, right? But afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I need? And my mom like bless my mom for remembering this. But my mom was like, you know, we had a lot of friends that did meal train, like kind of gifting, Mm -hmm. right? And that was something that was so important because making sure that you are, you know, yes, we have Postmates now. And yes, we have Grubhub and all these ways that people can, you know, send food. But there's something so important about making sure that you don't have to think about what your meal is going to be that day. I think that that was the, the, absolutely the best thing that that came to me is I would have friends that would deliver like fresh soups, you know, warm, warm beverages, warm soups, warm food. It really is so powerful in the postpartum recovery period. And, you know, it's, it's sharing like information like that was so important. Talking about something simple like a nipple cream or the silver um, nipple cups that go over the boobs. Like, you know, you don't talk about that. Or the the breast engorgement. That was something that I contributed to this this woman's daughter. I was like, you have no idea. Like, you forget, because my mom forgot, right? Because she breastfed me, how painful the breast engorgement can be. And like, I had, Mm. let me tell you. I had cabbage that I was putting cabbage leaves on my boobs because oh, I was trying anything that I it's bought. It's real. Like, That's a real thing. It's real. It's and real. it actually really works. So I'm going to push that. And the cabbage really leaves works. on the breast, great moment. Go for it. We we love talking about that one. There's actually this, it's so cool. I like totally nerd on on this stuff. Like there's this chemical in cabbage that actually reduces inflammation because that's the other thing. People think engorgement is just like, your boobs are so full of milk, it's actually no. swelling. So right. it's like fluid more than it is milk. So it's really stressful. So you're like so engorged, you might not actually be even be yeah. able to pump a ton, a ton of milk right. to relieve them. And, and sometimes that's not the right approach. So all about the cabbage leaves. All the about best. the cabbage leaves, like totally pushing this for everyone. But it's stuff yeah. like that, that it's like, it's mm-hmm. so hard to to think about afterwards. And then I think also, maybe it was just me, so I, I, after I gave birth, everything was great. And then I started hemorrhaging. And so I actually had to have a DNC three weeks after um, I gave birth. So for the first, I would say month and a half, I'd say six weeks of um, ladies' life, I was 
like not really there. I, I, I was there. I was present. I was very active. Um, I was breastfeeding. I was up all the time, but I can't go back and remember these things. So some of the things that people had recommended to me or that I had found that I loved totally went out the air, like, like went out the other side of my head, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, but the, the things that were super important that got me back and checked me back into reality was first, this is very woo-woo and it's not for everyone, but I swore by it and I, I, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, is I had my placenta encapsulated and I had it yep. dehydrated and I ate my placenta and it sounds so gross, but it was like a vitamin. You wouldn't even know what it was. That was the first thing. And I had a very small placenta, like very graphic, I guess. Um, so I didn't have a, as many pills. <laughs> I had a baby placenta. But I truly am telling you, like having the multivitamin, having the omegas, like from from Anya, like really got me back into feeling like myself and feeling that energy again because I was so depleted with so much blood. I mean, I had no, they wanted to do transfusions. Like they kept talking about it every week. And, you know, I I just didn't feel, I was so weak. I couldn't hold lady for more than 10 minutes. I'd have to put her Mm. down, you know? Um, And I think that we are always trained, you know, in the doctors or midwives, take your prenatals, take your prenatals, make sure you've got that going on. But we don't talk about postnatal. We don't talk about the importance of omegas. We don't talk about that. And, and so that's yeah. why I'm just like trying to like push this on people to be like, you have to understand how important the postpartum, at least the first six weeks to 12 weeks. Like if you're going to invest in anything, totally. just in, invest in that, that time of the postpartum and ask for that on registries, you know, that too. Yes. Yes. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. We, we have these registries of hundreds of item, items and we actually survey over 2000 women across the country and ask them, how many items do you have for you on your registry? And it's often zero to maybe two out of right. about 140 is the average or something. It's in, wow. it's in, but a few things I wanted to just one, um, there's so much to, to talk about with your experience and just talk about a, you know, this like idyllic vision that moms have of what those first few weeks look like yeah. um, with just kind of cocooned with their baby. And and then so many moms, whether it's something really serious, like what you went through or just every mom's experience is different. And we always talk about this because it's like, we don't want to, it's not about scaring women at no. all. It's more about just having the facts and the information. So we don't all so freaking shocked when, when it happens. Right. But, um, but I'm, I'm really glad you brought up placenta because we get a ton of questions about this. A lot of women ask us, they say, I want to encapsulate my placenta. Is it, do I still need the vitamin? Is Mm -hmm. it okay to take the vitamin with the placenta pills? Like a lot of questions about that. And so we, you, you said it so perfectly. One, it is okay. And it is really important to take, to take both because they offer very different, different things. Completely different. um, Completely different things. And our, you know, our dietitians, they like to say our Julie, our, our, kind of lead registered dietitian that we worked with on formulating these vitamins, she always refers back to some of her clinical patients where she'll say, people don't really understand that vitamins can actually impact how they feel. There's yep. still this like idea that like, okay, right. fine, I'll just take it. But right. like, it's not right. really doing anything. And right. I'm not going to feel any different. And she, she'll say it all the time. She'll be like, a woman who is deficient in B12, you supplement her with a high quality, the appropriate dosage of vitamin B12 
she feels like a different person. Like she's like, I have the clients who come in and Absolutely. they're like, they, they are literally shocked. They can't believe it. And, and like you said, birth is so taxing on the body, mm. not to mention it's, it's the birth itself. And then mm. for you, all of that blood loss, that's incredibly, incredibly depleting. And then the, the, the greatest hormone drop you'll experience in your entire life, a woman will experience oh. even greater than, than menopause. And so we're doing all of this healing. Your body's working extra hard to produce breast milk if, if you are breastfeeding. Right. Um, and there's just so many different functions going on in your body. And so we so often don't make that connection between, mm. oh, I actually need to support all of those functions right. with the, the right nutrition. And, and a prenatal is designed for a totally different function. So there are actually 15 of the nutrients in a postnatal are higher. The, the levels that women need are higher than in a prenatal. So it's it's super important and it's something that um, we talk about this a lot with doctors because we work with a lot of OBGYNs and they say like, it's just hard enough to get moms to take something to begin with. So sure. we just sort of say, keep taking your prenatal out of ease. But it's but it really needs to change because... We, our bodies need more and it's not cutting it. It's just like another one of those, one of those things. Well, and it's so frustrating, right? Because it's like, oh, well, you know, what are, what are we supposed to do? Like, sure. Okay. Like, first of all, not everyone goes to a doctor. Some people go to midwives. So, and, and yeah. I learned that throughout my pregnancy. Cause I was like, wait, that's a thing. Like, don't you have to get an ultrasound? Don't you have to do this? Like, I didn't realize yeah. that that was such a thing and, and 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 speaking of like from other countries like it's a very normal thing in in England very you know normal very thing. normal um so I I think that that's what's really frustrating is doctors you know not mm. only are are giving you like the seven minutes average time that they have for you for each appointment you know but afterwards you know I only went into my doctor twice after you know postpartum because I needed to have a DNC. I was in the hospital. Yeah. I didn't even see my own personal doctor when when it was really bad. I was 10 days postpartum and I had been told by the doctor, okay, it's after hours. You need to go to the you need to go to Cedar Sinai Hospital and check in. And then they're gonna do an ultrasound. They're gonna check why you're bleeding and then they're gonna send me the information because I have to go deliver babies. And this was the doctor on call who was amazing, who actually was my doctor. Um who delivered lady because it was not my real doctor who was supposed to be. So it's, it was all like, wow. you know, throw, throw your plan up in the air and like call it a day. And, and it is what it is. And it was a great experience, but you know, it was really scary because if I didn't have that DNC afterwards, I would have only seen my doctor one time postpartum, you know, and I saw yeah. them two or three times, you know, so I got a little extra time and I'm going in for another appointment because you know, I, I think it's very uh, important to be honest and like, I'm still in pain. I'm, you know, 14 weeks postpartum. My like vagina and uterus like still really is painful and I'm uncomfortable and I have severe incontinence and I need to go have pelvic floor therapy now um, and start that up again, you know, and these are things that aren't talked about. So, you know, why would they be pushing okay. postnatal when you only plan on seeing them one time six weeks postpartum? You know, you don't have that everyday reminder. And it's just, 100%. it's frustrating. And, and by the way, it, it's so frustrating. And the whole, I'm so glad you're talking about, I mean, you're just so amazing for, for you know, being so open and, and vulnerable about your journey because I think it's so helpful. The number of women that, it's actually how I got into this because I was, I was, uh, you know, teaching Pilates and I would have my clients come to me and tell me about crazy things that they were having going yeah. on, whether it's like 
a lot of pelvic floor issues, a lot of painful sex, a lot of yep. stuff. And I'm like, call your doctor, get a prescription for a pelvic floor therapy. But like, it's not, nobody knows to do that. They don't no. even know who to call. No. And in, and like back to what you were saying before, like in France, pelvic floor therapy is covered by insurance and is, 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 is recommended for every single new mother. I mean, you know, that's it's like, incredible. It's something, and we, it's incredible. And it's something we all should be doing yep. after we pass a baby through whether it's vaginal or C-section, yep. both actually, even just the weight of carrying a baby on your pelvic floor. Um, it can be really taxing and it can heal back with scar tissue and imbalance. So um, it's super important. I'm such a, that's, that's the one thing it's like my few nuggets that I tell moms pelvic floor therapy is, is a top three. Well, and you know, what's so funny is like, I, I knew that there, like when I had gone to my doctor six weeks postpartum, I, I thought, okay, well maybe I'm just like having this like peeing my pants problem because a, I always did like, you know, I was like that person with a weak bladder. But also I was like, oh, well, maybe it's because of the DNC. Like I, I had kept mm. making up these excuses as to mm. why it probably was. And he was very lovely. He was like, oh, you know, there's this online therapy company that they pelvic floor and it's and it's based out of the UK and they're great. I started doing it and I was like, this is not helping. I need someone in person to help me. And it was actually, yeah. and I'm trying to think of the girl's name. She's so funny. It was one of the girls, I believe, from Broad City, um, one of the actresses. Mm -hmm. And she had posted something about this company and about how she was getting involved because she had pelvic floor therapy issues and postpartum and before too. And that was literally a week ago. And I finally called my doctor and was like, I really need to see someone in person is this company someone that you work with? It's, a, it's like another startup company. I think it's called Origin or something. I don't know if they have it in New York. Um, okay. But I was yeah. like, I need, I need a therapist because it's like, it was funny at first to be joking with my friends being like, oh my God, I, I'm peeing my pants, you know, because I can't control it. I had a baby. And it's gotten to the point where it's like, it's not funny. And like, I needed someone to be like, no, you need to go to a therapist to get this done. You know, this is something yes. that's not yes. um, because you had a baby, you're going to live with this for the rest of your life. And I think that that's a narrative that oh. our older generation yes. has has had and at no fault of them, that's just what they were told, right? You know, like this happens yes. because I had a baby. Oh, my hips. Another thing that I did that um, I'm going to talk about and and it was so wonderful Um because it's going back to all the like ancient, you know, Chinese, the the different, all the different, you know, cultures um, is belly binding. I did belly binding. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what that is. And I, I talk about it on the podcast, mm -hmm. but that was another thing that was so important to me of healing my uterus um, and, you know, really just like nurturing it and giving the massages, like the proper massage. It was not just like, mm -hmm. hey, come over, let me get a massage at Burke Williams. Like, no, it's like yep. really like being so gentle and healing. And I think that people don't realize how sensitive our womb is after the birth and how yes. things need to be healed. They need to be put back. And that's why you can't rush and go and exercise. You can't do these things. And you shouldn't. You should rest. Something that I was not mm. used to doing, but the importance mm. of resting your mind and your brain. And even if you have to go back to work, just give yourself, you know, a few minutes a day just to like center yourself and, and treat yourself or 
put that, you know, like a, a massage, put that, you know, once a week on your, um, you know, on your registry for other people or instead of a meal train, mm -hmm. say, is there anything you can do to help me? Yes. Please watch the baby for an hour while I get a massage <laughs> because this is what a mama needs. A hundred percent. You know, and it's, uh, there's so, so much goodness in everything you're saying. And I, I feel like so much of um, what, what we see and, and we took into consideration with creating Anya, a lot of what you're touching on, I feel like becoming a mother and going through the childbirth process is the first time, especially in our like very Western kind of medicalized right. society that a lot of women sort of embrace some of these more Eastern traditions, like sure. traditions or elements, right? Whether sure. it's like eating your placenta or things yeah. that you would have been like, that's not me. Like, that's crazy. I, I don't yeah. know if it was you or not. Right. But that's crazy. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's nuts. Like that's super hippy dippy, whatever. But yeah. it's like out of necessity, so many of these things are not, it's like massage. Like we yep. think of a massage as just like a, a nice self-care, like re relaxation. No, it's actually in India, women are massaged every day postpartum. Mm. Like not all Indian women, but it is a tradition from right, India right. that a lot of even friends here in, in the U.S., my, my Indian friends have, um, their, their mother or their mother-in-law has moved in with them so they could do this. Wow. And it's all about detoxifying the body, mm -hmm. improving circulation and everything that you said about like, you know, that massaging those internal organs that are like shifting around and moving back into place. And so I think right. that there's like, we, we really adapted to a lot of that. And our goal is to kind of bridge the two philosophies. So mm -hmm. we, we borrowed from these incredible traditions, but brought in all of these incredible Western medical experts like OBs and dietitians and dermatologists. So we could sort of validate for people right. like, no, this stuff right. is real. Right. And there's clinical research behind these ingredients. And here's what it actually does for your body. Right. Um, because I, I think that we, we sort of embrace that as new moms because we're so left in the dark and we're like searching for answers. Yeah. But um, there's so much value in so many of these traditions that aren't like, that's what we want to do is we want to combat this idea that it's like self-care or, you know, we, mm. we don't, we, we don't sit down. We don't rest. Like we're like, no. we, we, you know, we, we're like, get back to it, get back to yeah. work. It's that's our nature. Um, and it's what we, we were born to do and yeah. trained to do our whole lives until now. But, um, it really is important for people to understand that this period of time is so your body is in such a vulnerable state mm -hmm. and because it's going through this, it's kind of like, we like to say like, equated to like going through a major surgery. And yep. for you, it was very much a major surgery. Oh my if, gosh. If you had yeah. had your, right. If you had had a broken leg, you would have been hospitalized for a long time oh, and, and bed rest and all that stuff. And it's like, there's just not an acknowledgement. Well, and way. I think another thing that's so important about, about, you know, making sure that not only you have the greatest, you know, nutrition you possibly can have, like with, with actual food, right. The physical food, but also with the vitamins and stuff like that. I mean, for me, I live with bipolar disorder. And so when my hormones are mm -hmm. off balance, when my chemicals off balance, yeah. everything's off balance. My whole body's off balance. And that's what I felt helped so much as well as, you know, there's a few things. I mean, I'm still breastfeeding exclusively. I'm, I'm not doing anything else with Lady right now. But they say, you know, from all the specialists that I've interviewed, postpartum depression can also come after you finish breastfeeding, right? When your hormones change, because that's mm -hmm. another time yeah. when everything goes completely haywire on you. Um, yes. But I, I truly believe as well, 
and I'm not saying that this is for everyone. For me, I know that this helped. Eating my placenta and having the correct vitamins, I think really helped me along with my postpartum journey because I had a very high risk of getting postpartum psychosis. And I'm not saying that I'm mm -hmm. over that yeah. hump yet. I'm not, I'm not over that hump, but mm -hmm. I will say I have had just being, being the, the correct, you know, balance in my body and feeling like I was in my body really, it just helped so much. It, really. I mean, I, I can't push that enough for people. And I don't know if there's any like scientific research behind that, but I, I, I feel like it did help with my journey and my postpartum recovery with, you know, getting over a hump a little bit of the postpartum depression. Yeah, no, 100%. So, so there, there is evidence behind that. And that's mm. the incredible thing is there is evidence that links certain nutrients and specifically deficiencies to an increased risk of postpartum depression. And particularly if you do have, a, you know, an, another condition that could kind right. of um, increase your risk for, for depression, it, it takes on such a different element. Like people need to hear, no, this actually has been helping me. And we're really, we're really, really cautious as a company that sells products. Like we've, we've worked with tons of regulatory attorneys and, sure. and, have, have spent three years in the, in the making it is really important for women to understand that connection right. to getting, you know, basically maintain the appropriate levels of specific nutrients and how directly connected they are to, to mental health. So it's, it's a real thing. And it's, it's amazing to me, like the research isn't that old. It's still, it's pretty, it's pretty right. new research. And I think that we have such a long way to go for just kind of general society to, to, for it to trickle down. And oh, kind of be, for sure. Um, oh, and I believe that it's new because I mean, there's no real data just on the, during the pregnancy with mental health and, and mental awareness, yeah. you know, yeah. and you see so many women right. that right. are affected by mental illness and mental health who never experienced it before. And then they get pregnant and this rush of hormones and the change of hormones mm -hmm. And then the hormones go away and, and they, they change again when the baby comes out. And then it, it's just, it needs to be talked about how the body and mind is completely connected and, and it, you have to go with yes. it. Now I have to ask you, how did Frida Pinto oh. get involved with, um, this is Anya. Oh, she's, she's just the most, the most wonderful. And truly this came about, we just, we were so lucky. So uh, my, my co-founder and I, who's my best friend of 15 oh. years, we went to uh, college <laughs> together. We had been working on Anya for, uh, for a couple of years and met Frida through a mutual friend who came to us and said, do you want to meet Frida Pinto? She, they were like, she's incredibly passionate about this mm. space. She wants to just meet you and, and potentially get involved if she can. Is there anything she can do to help? But she's she has, for a few reasons, she's really passionate. One, just drawing from her Indian uh, right. culture. At that time, when we met her, she was pregnant with her first oh. for, with her son, um, and she had actually suffered a, a miscarriage prior to that. And so she had her own kind of journey, um, which she's you know she's she's really vocal about. But she had her own journey of kind of experiencing postpartum symptoms after that experience wow. and feeling so shocked by it and sort of vowing from that moment forward, I'm going to, for the next time around, I'm, you know, start starting to recognize kind of how lacking our, our, our society is around post 
postnatal care. She's like, I'm going to focus entirely on postpartum and make sure that wow. I'm prepared for, for that period of time. And, um, and so when we met her, she was, she was pregnant with her, her beautiful little boy. And, um, and she was just like, I, one have watched so many of my friends go through this. She had her own experience. Right. And then she said, I've been walking, watching my friends go through this. And it is just so drastically different from what my family from India right. did. And she was referring to all of these traditions, like what, a lot of what we were talking about before. And she was like, I just, I just want to help in any way that I can and, and really amplify this mission. How do we get better care and support and access to all families? How do we shift the kind of perception around what this experience right. looks like here in the U.S.? So truly, like we met her, we had a Zoom call that was supposed to be an hour and went like two and a half hours. And she's just she's just as beautiful. I mean, in, it sounds super lame. I can't believe I'm saying these words inside as out, but it's true. <laughs> she's just, um, she's just, <laughs> cause she is, she's so gorgeous, but she's it's cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> I should tell her she'll hear this at some point and she'll laugh probably. But, um, but yeah, so we've just been so lucky and she, she's really been there with us through, uh, through launch and it was mm. through her fo first postpartum journey. So we got to kind of experience this alongside her and um and you know it was it was amazing especially as we were just launching the company for her to be in real time like okay we need to talk more about this like this is breastfeeding like right. is bananas like this is crazy and yeah. I have all the support I could possibly have and yet I'm crying every day like help what do we what do we do how do we easily. talk about this more um no, easily yeah, crying so, uh, every single day still. I mean, in some days it's like really good cries, but like other times yeah. it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how am I so alone yeah. in this right now? You know, and you're not, you're, Completely. you're not alone, but you feel alone. You know, you may have even the support yes. that over support and it's just, you just are like, oh my gosh, is this yeah, ever like going to end this feeling, you know? Oh yeah. You go from like, and she had a really difficult uh, breastfeeding journey and, and Rumi had, um, had, you know, sort of tongue tie and mm. it was just, it was really, really painful for her for a really long time. And she was like, everybody's telling me that the pain is supposed to subside, but I, I, I cringe when he's coming towards me, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's a reality for a lot of women. If, if there's, um, yep. if there's an issue and then just going through the, like you said, the emotions and the guilt and the pressure and mm -hmm. oh it's just it's there's so there's so much of that um that's something so that that's people we were just... not talking about either like we were talking about breast engorgement earlier in the cabbage but people were not talking about the pain and you know my mom didn't remember how painful it was you know I think maybe it gets mm -hmm. shut down in your memory and it goes away um but I and it's such a it like it's a weird feeling right because it's so painful breastfeeding at the beginning. And for some women, like you said, like Frida, like it continues on and it's like, when is it going to stop? Like, please make this stop. But I just remember the first couple days when it was so painful, I was crying when, when lady came to me, I was like, I, I want to be mm -hmm. able to feed her, exactly. but I was crying oh, and like, just tears oh. were dripping down on her as she's feeding. And I'm like, I don't want her to feel like this is a negative experience, mm -hmm. but I was in so much pain and I was so angry at my husband because I was like, you, you're acting like, you know what it is. You have no idea the fucking yes. disaster that's going on inside me right oh. now. 
and like you cramp oh. up like it's your period too and like you get oh. shooting pain all over your body and like everything is so sensitive and you're just like how is she eating so much oh. like st- oh. you know i need a i need a break and and that was something that was not talked about also another thing that wasn't talked about was how to breastfeed. I think there's such importance oh. in lactation consultants. And I think there's such importance mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. making sure that you have nipple creams and things that you can do to, to help yourself afterwards, like in between the feedings. And also I, I want to say what I loved about your nipple cream is that it was safe for my baby. You know, if it was on mm-hmm. her and she ingested mm-hmm. it, because I mean, there were something times where I was like, what are these ingredients that are in these things? Like, I remember the hospital gave me something. I forgot what it was. And I looked yes. at the tube and I was like, there's no information of what's on here. This is not natural. Why would I ever put this on me and then have right. this two-day-old be drinking this? Like, no, absolutely it's, not. It's it's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. This one was like, our, our first product, like you said, I can, you're, you're talking and I, I have chills. I have chills because I remember those moments of like my husband bringing the, bringing her to me and being like, don't take her away. Just figure out how to feed her yeah. because I can't right now. Can't. And just being in, in so much pain. Yeah. And, and so the nipple balm one, something the women don't know, start using it during pregnancy. So there are all these like weird ideas out there about how to prep your nipples. The only one that you, that you should do is use a nipple balm prior. Mm. You can actually start to improve the elasticity because the whole thing is like your nipple, think about it. Like it's like for the first time in it's, it's life, it's lives <laughs> yeah. being like yeah. pulled and nipped and sucked and, and right. Like there's so much. Yeah. And so it's, not only start using it like here and there a little bit during pregnancy, but most importantly, like immediately after birth, like right. start using it. And I think that's the biggest issue is a lot of women wait too long because it's like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't need it yet. I'm not in pain. And then, you know, that feeling where you woke up and you're just like, oh, like what is so this much moment? pain. Yeah. What is this pain? And so it's start using it before you think you need it. And it will help to it's 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 a lubricant it helps to actually heal that chapped skin it helps to keep it really supple and elastic it's super important so that one and like you said it was so important to us that there be one we actually use food grade ingredients in ours i was like how could it be that there's a nipple balm out there that you isn't safe for you they have to wipe off for your baby that's ridiculous that's insane like and the pain and i remember just like wiping it off like Wiping stuff off. I tried one and I was like, it was tingling and it was making it numb. And I was like, if this is making this numb for me, that can't be great for her. And I remember wiping it off and I was like, oh my God, the pain. Like, this is terrible, you know? Yes. It's like that all of that should be just a non-issue. So that was our, it was actually, it's my favorite product because it is so, I believe it's so perfect. And we like, we were obsessive about like, we, we did a ton of focus groups with blind tests with moms mm-hmm. and, and bought the leading competitors and had them try ours. And ours is one, it's all about the ingredients. They're, mm-hmm. they're just simple food grade. There's six ingredients. They're all vegan. They're all just like really nice, rich plant oils and waxes and butters. Right. But then um, also it's really smooth and like silky and it doesn't smell. So that's another thing. A lot of women's moms, there's a couple of brands out there that have a really strong smell. Yeah. It's like was really bothering their baby or like really sticky and like 
hurts to almost put it on. So anyway, that's like an, it's like an easy one that should just be, it should just be perfect because you're already in enough pain. It it should be something that's benefiting. Now, what is something that, you know, what is the biggest concern or the biggest question that moms have for you that write in with Anya? Like, is it, you know, I don't know, is it like, what are the main essentials that I should have or you know, do things change like throughout the months? Like I know like the hair serum, right? I just started the hair serum mm-hmm. because you start that after I think what? Great. Eight weeks or something or or, or three yep. months, you know, and I, and I started using that and that's amazing and it's so easy. And I literally have okay. it next to my vitamins. So I know you do the hair and the vitamins at the same time. And then I get that done with and I'm like, yes, I feel good. Um, <gasps> because that's another thing, right? Your hair just like starts falling out in clumps and it's like very terrifying. Oh my and, God. And very terrifying. How did this happen? Have you been losing yeah. hair yet or is it still I have like, not, still but okay? I've had um, okay. f- good. friends that have, that have not been prepared, you know, with it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been quite lucky. I've only lost hair because she loves to grab my hair and then pull it. So that's where I've lost it. Um, but I have been lucky. That's the where, main trick. <laughs> yeah, that's the main trick. So I've been putting it down there. Um, but what are some of the things that moms, you know, are are most looking for or most curious about with Anya or with just postpartum in general that, that write you since you have a background in nutrition and, and health? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the coolest thing is like, we've been, we, we, we came out and this is why it took me and my co-founder about three years to create this company as we did launch with both our products, as well as over 50 pieces of content that are all created with, we worked with over 50 experts to cover wow. off on all these different topics. So just to provide this really credible information, so you know where it's coming from, it's everything from like sex after birth to the first 24 hours to postpartum bleeding to hair loss, skin changes, all that stuff. So um, the, the cool thing is, and sorry to digress, is that oh, yeah. you do get a ton of questions and that's like the, the best thing. So it's like, if anybody is listening, like please, like continue, that's what we want. We want to be this resource for moms right. and really this like very easy destination. So I would say probably hair loss is a super hot button mm. topic. A lot of moms are like, either like, help, what do I do? Or is this going to happen to me? I'm terrified. Like when, when is it going to happen? It hasn't happened yet, but is it coming? Like, it's like this really scary thing. And then mostly like I'm seeing clumps. Will this ever stop? So that's a, that's certainly a big one. And, and the most important thing, and hopefully, first of all, it happens to half of women. So Mm. half of you, you're lucky half of you, it's just going to happen. It's okay. The most important thing to know is that it is temporary and it's, it's a result of the hormonal shifts. And the other Mm. thing is like, it's really your during pregnancy, your body's kind of like storing your, your hair growth goes in these cycles without getting too detailed. And yeah. so your during pregnancy, it kind of stays in this one stage and right. it doesn't shed. So you're actually retaining. That's why I like the beautiful pregnancy hair. Some women yeah. have, um, so you're not losing as much during pregnancy. So then when your hormones plummet right after birth, it's kind of signaling to your body to jump into that next stage. And so you lose all of that hair that you should have lost during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know, just for peace of mind, that helps people feel a little better. Like, okay, so I'm not just losing my hair permanently. Yeah. A friend of mine just told me that because I was so scared and I was like, oh my God, do you think that I can put this whole bottle on my head and it'll like make it grow? And she was like, no, 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 you're totally fine. Like, don't worry. It may happen after you stop breastfeeding that I may lose mm-hmm. a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. She was like, but it's, you've, you've 
not shed any of your hair. And she's like, no one told me that till later. Exactly. And so I was like, oh, yep. thank you. Okay. Like I needed to hear that, you know, that's what, that's right. And isn't that the most important thing? It's like, you just need to hear those from moms who've been there. Like, yeah. oh no, no, you're going to get past this stage or it's going to change or you'll get through it. Like you just right. need that, that light. Um, but yeah, that's exactly right. But the, the important thing and why our scalp serum is so awesome. And moms have been sending us like before and afters it's so it's it's, it's incredible um so it's really about supporting that regrowth from the inside out so it's a combo of the vitamins plus the scalp serum is the scalp serum has all these ingredients including a couple that are clinically proven to support hair growth but they're all natural and clean um that was my big thing it's like i was going through it i was losing gobs and i was like what do i can i take like hers or Rogate, yeah. you know, like what, what are the options? Do do? And they all have minoxidil or other toxic chemicals that you can't use while you're breastfeeding. So we found really effective ingredients, but that they're all clean and, and natural. So, um, so that what those do is really, it stimulates blood circulation in your scalp. It nourishes and hydrates the hair follicles and it actually stimulates the hair follicles. Mm. So if the hair is going to fall out, it's probably going to fall out. The scalp serum is not right. going to prevent that, but it does help it to grow back better and cooler and then it helped with regrowth exactly and then just like not to harp on nutrition but then it's like there are specific vitamins like vitamin c and um zinc and Mm -hmm. that really are very critical in in hair growth and collagen production so um so it's kind of a it's about that that duo and um i was going to say something else about it while you were talking but now i uh now I can't remember about well, about what it something was, about that I think is really important too that I just want to touch on is like I have been so cautious about what I put inside. Well, now I'll say I went to Universal Studios and ate you know really shitty food, and so now I I feel like all, <laughs> all bets okay. are off. That's you know okay. what I mean? Um, it was like my one night out. Um, but but before that one moment, um, I was very cautious about what I was putting inside of my body. Because I'm a vegetarian, I, I'm not a full vegan, but I'm pretty much, other than a little bit of mozzarella cheese, like I'm not drinking milk, I don't eat mm. eggs, like none of that. And I'm very cautious just in general what I put in my body. And I wanted to make sure that I had a very clean body for when I was breastfeeding. Um, and that's why I have not gone back on my bipolar medicine because, you know, there it's still like... For some women, they did. That's great. For me, I still chose not to. And I'm I'm waiting until I finish breastfeeding. So it's so important for mm-hmm. me too, what vitamins and what even you don't realize, you know, I've been using natural, um, there's a company called Sage Sage that does uh, face products and, and diffusers mm-hmm. and oils and beautiful stuff like that. And I put that on my face. That's the only thing that I use, like the only oil, because wow. I know everything yeah. that you put in your body goes to the milk, right? And I don't want to use certain retinoids and I don't want to use like certain acid peels because I don't know, will it affect the the breastfeeding? So that's what I think is so wonderful too about your company. Like that's my extra praise is that you're so aware of what we put inside of us is then going to go to the baby, you know, if you're breastfeeding. Um, And it's important to make sure it's clean and healthy. Like just like you're saying, do I do the Rogaine, you know? No, that's not great for the baby, but- that's not talked about, yeah. you know, and how do you know, you know, Google. Totally. And, and that's right. And you know what, when, when our big goal was like, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think to, for some women that can feel really, can feel overwhelming, right? Cause it's like, oh, it's kind of back to pregnancy. It's like, oh, there's a rules and I don't know what, 
what's okay and what's not. And so it was really important to us that we kind of check all of those boxes Mm -hmm. across all eight of our products. Because we have a whole, we have vitamins, we have our teas, we have our skincare products, and every single one, we pulled in the appropriate experts to help us with formulation. We pulled in toxicologists to review our formulas and ensure that there wasn't any weird sneaky fillers in there or something. Um, and so it was It was really important to us that we sort of just made it really easy for moms who did want, did care about that, mm-hmm. right? That they didn't have to go out and research and be like scouring and Googling and like, okay, but does this have what I need in it? And, and reading, you know, labels, they can trust that everything we make is, is vegan, it's clean, it's mm-hmm. doctor reviewed, it's, um, it's toxicologist reviewed, it's third party tested, like all of the things that personally I would care about. Right. And we know that the, the, you know, mothers today care about. Well, I think that that's what's important, right? It's, it's when the founders of a company are doing it because they wanted they, something was lacking during yeah. their, their time and their moment and their journey. That's when you really know, okay, you know what, this is going to be the best that it possibly can be. Um, Jane, I'm going to ask you my final question. Um, What is your emotional support? Oh, what is my emotional support? Um, And this could be anything like a person. Whatever. It could be anything. (laughs) It could be anything. You know, I have to, the first thing that came to my mind is my partner, my husband. And I think like becoming a mother has so totally changed our relationship. And Mm. I think for, we talk about this a lot and get a lot of questions about it because you, you know, you alluded to it before. Like there are moments when you hate your partner, they walk in the room and you're like, I am going to murder you (laughs) or they're sleeping soundly next to you or they're, and so it's, and you're like, how are you asleep when the baby is screaming and you're not waking (laughs) up? Yes. (laughs) And it's, but you know, what I have to say is like, it's taken, my oldest is now seven, right? Mm. It's, we, it really helped us to redefine our roles and Mm. lean on one another in very different ways than you just don't need to when it's just the two of you. Right. right? And, um, and so, uh, so, and I think just even the process of like birth and recovery and being so vulnerable and being so like like lay it all it's all laid out I think that really has has just only strengthened our relationship and so uh he is my emotional support I love that I I think that it's so true I mean it either can strengthen or pull apart a relationship Mm -hmm. that's what I would say I it's one or the other you know and I think that it's so important you know you know, even if you're a single mom, just to find someone that could be some sort of support mm-hmm. because you can't, yeah. as much as you want to be a super mom and be able to do it all, there's moments of weakness, which is okay to have those moments of weakness. And it's something that you just have to surrender and just be like, I can't do this right yeah. now. Someone is going to have to fill in this gap, whether it be a caretaker or a family member or a friend you know, or a partner, you know, like you, you know, I I think that it's super important because we need that moment. And you're right. It is a different, I I would totally say my husband and I have such a different relationship than we ever did Mm -hmm. because I had to like release and be like, okay, you know what? Like I have to take care of me right now. My whole blood system is Mm -hmm. gone. And 
as much as I want to be like, no, 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 it's my baby and I, I have to feed it. It's me, me, me. You have to relinquish that and, and say, okay, you know what? Take this yeah. moment because I need to work on myself. And I think it's really important. Yeah, and it's I, so nice that, you, that you're honoring. It's true. Department. And listen, and, and, and it, it sounds a little idealistic and don't think like without my best girlfriends, I would not have yeah. a relationship. But, you know, it's like, I, I think it, it was like you were saying, it was a really big growing experience for, for me just personally, kind yeah. of getting through uh, a lot of residual stuff that I like was passed down just being a young girl. And yeah. I think like, having to ask for what you need and say what you need and right. not feel any kind of guilt or shame about that. It's like, I can't believe that that was so hard for me, but it certainly was and right. not something that I did. And, and yeah, so I think that's been the biggest shift. I just, I, I've had such a great time getting to know you on this podcast right now and just through this journey. And I have to thank you so much because I truly was at such a loss the entire, uh, you know, first three months of not knowing what I should do in trial and error. And I mean, there were things that were sent to me where I was like, oh, this looks good. And and I would look at the ingredients and be like, oh, I, I can't really, you know, get into this or, you know, stuff that I would then read yeah. was not vegan. And I'm like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I've never had yeah. this like, before. Oh, this, think about it. Right. And I wouldn't even think about it. And just, I think, honestly, having people in the inbox just writing and being like, hey, mama, we're here for you if you need anything. And that's what you do. And it's like, wow, how are you so nice? You're a stranger. You know what I mean? Like, this is just like so <laughs> kind. And I feel like such a connection, you know, to you and to the company. And I just I, I just hope every, you know, mom or if you're, you know, a partner or if you're a friend looking for a baby shower gift, Really think about the mamas as well, not just babies. Babies are important, but we have to also take care of our moms. Um, we have to take care of our moms.